Welcome to the Mosaic of Marion, a weekly podcast hosted by Dr. Henry M. Meadows, Jr. and presented by Marion Baptist Church in Chatham, Virginia. It is our sincere hope that you'll join us each week as we explore what it means to be part of God's big picture through biblical discussions about the saving power of Jesus Christ and what it means for our lives each and every day, starting today. What up out there, podcast land? What's happening? It's your redneck pastor of the day, (laughs) Pastor Hank. What's up out there? What's up? Got my home slice, Miss Mona over there. Hey. What's happening? Hey. Got my main jelly bean. Hey, hey. Corn I, dog. I don't know what to do with. I keep uh, wanting to say cornhole. <laughs> that is my favorite game, though. I mean, I it's will a great, say. I love to play it, but you yeah. are corn dog. I'm a big fan. I am, uh, yeah, jelly bean, you, corn You dog. are looking very pensive over there or something. Is <laughs> no, the board looking at the board. No, I, know. I just, I nervous. really felt like I was on a roll. Uh we played the music and I hit record, so we're firing on all cylinders. Are you sure? That no, Mona- I hit record first, then played the music. No, we're good. we're good. Are you sure Mona is not muted? I mean, is it that big of a deal? <laughs> <laughs> you guys, I wish we could go back and you guys would have heard the discussion between these two when Dan telling Mona, you've got to talk louder. And then Mona's going, I don't think I can. And I, I, I do feel bad because I think that's why we, we always get a few hits on the first, every month we get a few hits on the first few episodes and then it just, <laughs> but the audio quality was so bad. Well, the, the first what? Month, yeah, we yeah. Went, that was yeah. back and forth one. So the thing uh, you got right there, we, that we've come is, a long way, and we've then it went way. to the big round thing, yeah, and then yeah. our own mics, it, it, yeah, one and a half mics for a while because yeah. one of them wasn't plugged in, and then then two mics, yeah. yeah. So <laughs> we've come a long way. We have, yeah, in many respects, but we're not above our raisins, not at all. I just called myself Redneck. There you go. There you go. I like it. I just know who I am. Keep it humble. Absolutely. <laughs> hey, guys, we are in John chapter 6. We're in the fourth miracle, mm-hmm. I believe. I think so. Yeah. I think yeah. fourth miracle. And um, I'm really loving these. And um, so, Mona, why don't you read? Dan, you pray. And then we'll jump in. I think it's just the third. Is it? The, no, 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 no. The, ca- the wedding. The official son. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the dude at the pool. Yep. I can't count. So you're tired. I am. (laughs) We know. We know that. We know that. (laughs) You want me to read it? (laughs) I mean, whenever you're ready. I mean, I just said that. No rush. No, I totally didn't hear that. (laughs) No rush. Sorry. Let me clean up my ears. No tiredness affected your ears that way. uh, Yeah, I have issues with my ears. So. I didn't know. I did. I do. John 6, starting in verse 1. Do you want me? Okay, I'm just going to read. After this, Jesus went went away to the other side of the Sea of Galilee, which is the Sea of Tiberias. And a large crowd was following him because they saw the signs that he was doing on the sick. Jesus went up on the mountain, and there he sat down with his disciples. Now the Passover, the feast of the Jews, was at hand. Lifting up his eyes then and seeing that a large crowd was coming toward him, Jesus said to Philip, Where are we to buy bread so that these people may eat? He said this to test him, for he himself knew what he would do. Philip answered him, 200 denarii worth of bread would not be enough for each of them to get a little. One of his disciples, Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, said to him, 
There is a boy here who has five barley loaves and two fish, but what are they to so many? Jesus said, have the people sit down. Now there was much grass in the place. So the men sat down about 5,000 in number. Jesus then took the loaves and when he had given thanks, he distributed them to those who were seated. So also the fish as much as they wanted. And when they had eaten their fill, he told his disciples, gather up the leftover fragments that nothing may be lost. So they gathered them up and filled 12 baskets with fragments from the five barley loaves left by those who had eaten. When the people saw the sign that he had done, they said, this is indeed the prophet who is to come into the world. All right, let's pray. Heavenly Father, we're so thankful that that your math is not our math, Heavenly Father. Where we see limits, you see opportunities for your limitless power to, to be seen and for your glory to be given. So, Heavenly Father, we just pray that we would remember that the same God that performed these miracles is the same God that works in our lives today and is still king on the throne of the universe, Heavenly Father. And we just pray that this time would be a blessing to those who hear it and glorify your name above all else. In Jesus' name we pray these things. Amen. Hey, so I was looking back from some, for some notes that yeah, we had. Some notes? Some question that we we were asking each other before. Oh, yeah? Yeah. <laughs> and I remember, I, matter of fact, so I, I got no idea what he's talking about. <laughs> I'm a little scared. He's yeah. making me a little nervous. <laughs> so, you know, this is um, written in, in three of the four Gospels, I think. Okay. And if we... We know this is, if you go back to Mark, and no, I think it's in all four Gospels. I'm looking at my notes here. It's in all four Gospels. Um, the question we had at first was, why did he ask Philip? Right. You know why? Because Philip was from this area. Oh. Philip would have known where to get food from. He, Philip that, was from Bethsaida. I do remember now that you say that. Yeah, you remember that Wednesday of, Bible yeah. study that yeah. we had? And it talks a lot, and it tells you that it was it, the day was fully spent. Mark talks about that, and Matthew talks about it. it was it was toward the evening, and there was green grass because they were known to have this, and that's why these it's these in, insignificant details mm-hmm. that are given that give credibility yep. to the stories. Mm-hmm. Yep. Because no one has the exact same that each one gives a little bit mm-hmm. different of a little focus here, and so. He goes to look at Philip because Philip is from Bethsaida. Mm-hmm. He's from this. This is basically his hometown mm-hmm. in a sense. He would know where to get food. And so he look, He singles out Philip and says, hey, how are we going to feed these folk? Right. And, you know, Philip's going like. Um, <laughs> my man does some quick math and is like, basically says, there's no way. Right. What What is it about? So so that was just some some. It's just some details just to put in there that he asked Philip because Philip's from there. This was a barley harvest and, and it was and it was all this time that was up. But what is it about this particular miracle that jumps out to you guys? I just want to give you some background because that was the first thing I thought it was. Mm-hmm. He singled Philip out. Right. Right. Well, but he also, I mean, the first thing that we really, the first thing that we see after he asked him that is he asked him as a test because he knew what he was going to do. And so, so we can look at it in two different ways. We can look at it as, you know, it's a test. And so he wanted to see what he would do, but also just that 
um, confidence that we can have that Jesus always knows what's going to happen. He always knows what he's going to do in our lives. So no matter what we're facing, Jesus knows what he's going to do. In that, keep thinking, Dan. In that, and people tell me all the time, they they want, like, I just need to figure out what God's will is for my Mm -hmm. life, and I want to figure it out. And here's what I tell people. I've just gotten to this point because of what you just said. Mm You need to look at the whole situation. You need to pray, and you need to look for open mm-hmm. doors, closed doors, and, and the like, and peace, and, and, and all those keys that we know that we talk about mm-hmm. to make a decision. And then when you make it, go. Right. Mm-hmm. Because God already knows the decision you're going to make, and God already has yeah. a plan for that decision. Mm-hmm. And so we will just, in our, in our frailty um, human mm-hmm. minds, right. finite we sweat and struggle over certain right. decisions, and God's going, would you make the decision already? I know what you're going to decide, and I've already got it. In, you know, he's got it in, in plans for what's going to happen. Right. And now for the person who says, well, so what you're saying is, is that he, what's the word I'm looking for? He has already um, decided what we're going to do. Mm. No, 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 no. He hadn't done that. He just knows what you're going to do. Right. Go back to foreknowledge. Right. Knowledge known beforehand, yes. before it happens. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, the, it, it's a freeing thing to have that yes. thought. Yes, I mean, it, it is. God's going to get me whatever decision I make. Now, doesn't mean you go willy-nilly. Right, right. Right. You know, I mean, even if you do, I mean, God still got you. But I would, I would at least seek the face of the Lord right. in decisions, mm-hmm. knowing that he's got you. Mm-hmm. Well, I, uh, before I... I jump into what sticks out to me or whatever. The uh, the thing against me is just so often we we just act like, oh, no, uh, I did this. I, I hope God's ready for it. Like, he knew before you knew. All right? Like, yeah. I mean, there it, it's just so – It's, it's so, so freeing. Yeah, yeah. When you it's can like, think about the, tr- the truth of what God is and who God is, not what but who. And, and yeah. he can – look – and again, I, I'm right there with you. It doesn't mean flip a coin and go willy nilly to it. Yeah, always. No matter what, it's gonna it's gonna turn out better if you follow his his path for you. But he can course correct too. Like don't yeah. so don't think, oh, I made this mistake at this point. God will never use me again. Because you know? it could be in that left turn that you made when you really mm-hmm. should have took a right turn, but you made a left turn. There's something over there that he needed to show you to get you to yeah. where you needed to yeah. be. So yep. Yeah, if you made that left turn, there's obviously a, a weak point there that you need to or to something see. Yeah. there. Yeah, and I had a really good question, but I didn't want to interrupt you. I'm really trying to get <laughs> better about that. I had a really good question for you guys because you still haven't given us your okay. Thought. So mine is just the fact that, and we'll see this later that you know because he's prepared, because he knows what's what's coming, he and because of who he is, he never gives bare minimum. And we'll yeah. we'll we'll hit on that later, I'm sure. Oh, I mean, again, and there's a but. What was I? It was a. Re- I thought a really good question. I was going to ask you guys about it. Um, rewind the tape, Dan. <laughs> so you be saying what what we're, but um, and it was really. Oh, oh, I, I got it. Glad I rewound. Why is it? What happens? We just said. I said it in response to you, and mm-hmm. you just responded mm-hmm. to what I said. Just don't willy nilly mm-hmm. the decision. Why is it important for us to seek the face of God to make the decisions? What does it do for us in those in those times of seeking his face, seeking his heart, seeking his hand, seeking his wisdom, seeking his truth and guidance? What what do we learn? I'm trying to throw you a softball here. I don't feel like it's a softball today. Um, 
I really don't. Um, I, because we want to do what he wants us to do. And so, and we want to avoid um, going to places that we're not supposed to go to or to get involved with stuff that we're not supposed to get involved in or waste our energy on things. But it, but it also, so I, you know, I am tired. Um, but it, it does bring us back around to Galatians 2.20, that I have been crucified with Christ, and it's mm-hmm. no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. And so if we are truly desiring to that to live that way, then you don't want to do what whatever you think might be your desires, but you want to do what God's desires are, and so that's why you seek it. And you want his best. Mm-hmm. You want what's best. You might make a good a decision that's good. And I said that in that blog that I wrote about fulfill your ministry. You might be in a ministry and it's good. But if God didn't ask you to do that ministry, it's not the best thing for mm-hmm. you. Yeah. And we settle for good too often. Yes. Yeah. 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 We're, we're a bunch of settlers. Yep. Uh, there was, you remember the commercial years ago about just being, a, you settle, it was a phone commercial about you settle for things and people had like pioneers in, in the 20th century. And I'm going, that's a, such a great commercial. Mm. <laughs> we're all a bunch of settlers. Mm-hmm. About, yeah. any, any thoughts about you? Uh, just, I'm going to hit all around what yeah, I want to say. Well, <laughs> she didn't hit it. I'm probably not going to hit it either, but uh, the thing that, that sticks out to me is just that you can't submit to what you don't know. So if you're not spending time seeking his will, in his word, in prayer, you know, but yet you're like, Lord, just help me submit to whatever it is you'd have me do. Well, he will, but you, you need to be in his word. You need to know, yeah. you know, there are some, some key things to know about God if you want to know his will, you know. So you what, both literally said miss? it, but you, you both hit singles. You just didn't hit it out of the park. They were, they were long singles. It gets you to know him. Yeah. That's yeah. true, too. I mean, and then ultimately what we should be about, right? And knowing him. Yes. And so then when you do come to know him, the more that you come to know him, the more time you spend seeking him and seeking to know him, and then you do get to know him more, then it becomes a little bit easier every time mm-hmm. to know what he wants you to do. Um, it becomes a little bit easier because you're more in tune with mm-hmm. with him. You're more in tune with the Holy Spirit's leading and guiding and prodding and, and, and yes. Yeah. And so when he, um, you know, gives you a word, you recognize it. Mm-hmm. You recognize it as him because you do know him better. Yeah. But now, don't don't get us wrong. We're not saying you're going to be perfect. Every no, time. not at all. Right. You right. can not be the most spiritually. Yes. Minded right. person Absolutely. that seeks the faith, and you're still going to make a mistake Absolutely. at times. You're still going to falter. You're still going to fail. Right. And at times you're going to miss it. Right. <laughs> you're yep. just going to miss it because we're not perfect. So, and I was thinking, I think it's is it Psalm 27 that it talks about giving you the desires of your heart. Mm-hmm. That's what's happening mm-hmm. right. because you're you're getting in so t- They're aligning with tune his, with right. him, and so some people I, I literally have you go. So, man, if I just come to Jesus, he's going to start giving me what I want? No, no. Right. I said, and I just go, and I'm being, usually I'd be fine. I'm like, yeah, that's what a carnal person would say. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What that text in the context of it is saying is that when you begin to know him and know his will and know his desires and, and his desires become your desires, right? right. Galatians 2.20, 20, right. Mm-hmm. then he's like, oh, yeah, I'd love to give you the desires of your heart. Yep. And you know what, and this may be a little off topic, I apologize. You know what makes me sad is there are people who, who, are disappointed at that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, that's like, not, I mean, that's, that's terrible. And my thing is, like, how many times, uh, I was going to say a day, but an hour, do I trip over myself? Yeah. 
if I could get to the point where my desires are his desires and, and because of that, I'm out of my own way at that point, sign me up. I mean, I don't, I don't What should be it. the greatest thing in your life outside of wanting to please your heavenly father? Yes. Yeah. You know, my son, for all his quirks and all his whatever, <laughs> that dude, he's a people pleaser. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Way past what he probably should yeah. be. And that started with always wanting to please me. Yeah. And and yeah. that dude, when he knew he had to, to just look at him and see him smile when there's time, it, it, it translates to me to, and I thought this. To myself, man, I want to please God like that. Mm -hmm. I want I want to smile at God, right? The way that that dude will mm -hmm. smile at me. When, I'm talking about when he was a young guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, you know, he doesn't smile at me anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Too cool for school. Now. I'm kidding. Uh, I, I'm kidding. But you know, when they're young and they yeah. want to please daddy mm -hmm. or they want to please mommy, mm -hmm. yeah. And when they know they have, yeah. And and it's just those are great times, man. For me, out of this. So we we got both of yours right. We dealt yeah, with both. Yeah. Of them. Mm -hmm. What was yours, Dad? Mine was just that he no, never. No, we sort of dealt with that. He one never gives mine. the bare minimum. Oh, you know? oh we definitely yeah. will talk about yeah, that. Yeah, we'll talk about we, it. Yeah. We could definitely. <laughs> mine was, um, the the little dude. Yeah. And here's why. When I was first called into to, to ministry, and I was teaching um school at the time, and I hope this lady is listening. Sorry. <laughs> I don't know why she would be. But um, she went to a, a different denomination mm -hmm. than what I am. I am Southern Baptist. And she always loved to come in and go, ooh, 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 ooh. What do y'all think about this? Mm -hmm. I'm like, it shouldn't be what y'all. I mean, that, that breaks my heart. What do y'all yeah. think? And it shouldn't be just what the Bible says. Right. Yeah. Exactly. And there's a couple of times when I'm just going, you seriously wouldn't know Jesus if you met him in 40. Mm. <laughs> and I don't say that judgmentally. Right. But here's what she said. Well, my pastor talked about that passage last night, and here's what he said. When you read that, you come to the conclusion that Jesus didn't really do a miracle. All he did was when he lifted that little boy up that was willing to offer his food— that made all the other people that were stingy and holding back their food bring their food out too. Oh my! Wow, I've never heard anything like that. Before. Oh, I have. That's that quite you... the gymnast. Wow! I just, I just looked at her and I said, "Are you for real?" She said, "Yeah." Don't you get that out of it? Doesn't that make the most sense? I went, "No." The most <laughs> sense is that Jesus did a miracle. But you don't you throw out miracles yes. all the time when you don't need to. You really think these people would have come out there and been out there all day long? This is I mean, we're we're having this conversation in full front of kids. <laughs> you, you really think that these people would have come out there and sat there all day with nothing to eat? I said, Well, that's sort of what it says. I'm like, they're hungry. Mm -hmm. yep. and, and and by the way, I said, it, it is late in the day. So, yeah, they might have brought food, not thinking that they were going to be there that long. Right, right. And now, the, if you go, I think it's the Mark passage. It says it's on in the evening now, yeah. mm -hmm. and they're hungry. They went through the pack of nabs already, yeah. I'm like, why do you, what does the Bible say? Right. Like, where does it say that right. other people started chipping in? Yeah, like, okay, what's that? Well, look at that little boy. Now I feel guilty. And then a potluck so, oh, took place. So, you know me, then I'm like, Oh, so Jesus guilted them into doing what was he, they should have done willingly. Yeah. You know, the scripture says he was like, I sure wish somebody else would give their food. Yeah. <laughs> All 12 to 15,000 of you. 
Come Seriously. on. And I'm like, are Come you kidding on. me? The Bible says they found one old boy. Right. And he, his mama had sent him that morning with five barley loaves and two fish. Right. And that's it. That I, I Hank, look, if I get to heaven and and the Lord looks at Hank and says, you took scripture a little too literal. <laughs> I'm good with that. I'd rather him <laughs> say that than go, you know, you, you did some scripture. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Mm. And I, I guarantee you, going back to what you, you had said about, you know, him knowing what was going to happen, he didn't have to look for that boy. No. He knew exactly where that boy was. That boy didn't know the role he was going to play. But how but what Jesus faith knew. of that boy? Yes. Mm-hmm. I mean, even they said it. I mean, even Andrew said, uh, <laughs> that's why Andrew is my favorite disciple. <laughs> Every, and then some people say, would you name your son? I don't, no, I did not name it. I, I I can say that now. Yeah, I'm glad I did. But we read of Andrew basically three times in Scripture where he specifically mentioned, you know what he's doing it every time? Mm-mm. Bringing somebody something. to Jesus. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. All three times. His brother, mm-hmm. the Greeks. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, you know, Philip, I'm like, hey, man, the, these dudes <laughs> want to want to talk to Jesus. Right, and, and, Andrew, <laughs> and you get down to Andrew's like, okay, come on. <laughs> <laughs> and so he came, and then this little boy. Uh-huh. Yeah. Every time, and I love that. I cannot wait to meet Andrew in heaven and go, dude, you were my hero of the 12. Yeah. Yep. He was a man looking for opportunities. Because to do that's stuff. my heart. Yeah. I mean, yes. I think yep, I, mean, I can talk about being a redneck and I'm about to cry. <laughs> All I want in life is for people to know Jesus. Yeah. Yep. That's it. Yep. And I'll do whatever it takes. Mm hmm. And I do. I cannot wait to meet that mm-hmm. man. He say, you were my hero spiritually outside of Jesus. Somebody tell a joke before I do cry. <laughs> I got well, I, I'll go back, though, because for them to <laughs> say. But for them to say that it was other people who brought it, because it says that Jesus took the loaves and he gave things and he distributed them. He distributed what? He distributed the loaves. It doesn't say he said it thanks and then took them right. from the yeah. people. He didn't, it doesn't say that he gathered more. He he took them, he gave thanks, and he distributed them to those who were seated and also the fish as much as they wanted. Uh, I'm with you. <laughs> it just Look, blows my mind. I've never heard that. I'll be just same one talk about Jericho Road. Let me say this. You know, when the priest went the other way and the Levi, they, she wanted to argue to me that they had a right to do that. They had something spiritually, to uh, a ritual to go do that they should have gone on the other uh. side of the road. Wow. <laughs> I, I, I literally had to, at some point, I said, let's just stop. Yeah, yeah. right? Yeah. I said, because right. you, I'm getting mad. Right. You are, y'all are <laughs> totally taking scripture and and I think I used the word you used, Dan, doing spiritual gymnastics yeah. to make it say what you think. Uh-huh. What pastor in his right mind would think going to preach a sermon is more important than caring for a lost person at that moment? Right. right. Anyway. <laughs> so, yeah. What else? How much time we got, bro? Oh, we got a good uh, seven minutes. Hey, man, we've had a good thing already. We've laughed. I've cried. <laughs> I've made fun of myself. But what I do love about that picture is it, it shows people think we you've got to be like, now I would like to speak to you about Jesus. <laughs> yeah. You know, no, just 
when he calls you to go talk to somebody, talk to him like you always say. Tell him what he did for you. Exactly. It doesn't have to be this ritualistic thing. It sh- it shouldn't be. <laughs> yeah. You know. What are you What are you looking for? Yeah, because you lose people when you get ritualistic. Yeah, I think yeah. a lot of times, just tell them, man, what happened yeah. to you. Right. If you want to know what happened, there are times I do tell my story. Right. When I, I listen, I never go into a situation going, "Oh, this is exactly what I'm going to." Right. Use. Now, sometimes when we're overseas in Brazil, pretty much going to be three circles. You're prepared but, for it, right? But yeah. there are other times I've I've done other things other than yeah. three circles over there. I just I look for the prompting of the Holy Spirit, yeah. and sometimes it is just telling my story. Mm-hmm. I mean, you just got to get meet them where they are. But I do want to talk to you, talk about really quickly. Is it where you? What were you looking for? I was like going to look up a word, but I'll do it later. I'll do it another time. You know, you might could tell me, and I might would know it. <laughs> wow. <laughs> well, I was going to look up because throughout John and throughout these, they don't say miracle; they say sign, and it and it is significant. So I was just going to look up the word. See, now he has to look up the word because he has to know. But And there's a reason why he says that, and we're going to get to that eventually when we yeah. get through all of these, when, um, when we get to to it. But um, So I just wanted, you know, my I, my brain starts working, and <laughs> I want to find something. But and then she busted at me for wanting to find it. I know, I know. So, Dan, talk about the, um, <laughs> while he's doing that, because we can't have, you know, air, yeah. dead air. Right. Talk about the abundance. Oh, the okay. So look, our God is the God of abundance. It's pretty clear, and I love this because it, I'm going to get on my my kick the same as you with with this ridiculous idea of you know passing things up. If if everybody had passed up stuff, they there still would have been a lot. True. Like everybody yeah. would have got a crumb because somebody <laughs> didn't bring theirs. You know all of that. So we know it comes from God because there's abundance because there was. There was food left over, and so often, so often, so often, we forget the fact that when we, in our finite minds, what we have planned for ourselves is table scraps compared to what God has prepared for us, Mm -hmm. and we refuse the feast and accept our own table scraps because we're afraid or, or we don't trust God to give us the feast when time and time. The Bible is filled with times where he provides not just enough, but that abundance. Oh, he, and so I mean, go, yeah, manna, we just have to accept it. You know, manna that fed you, the quail. And then I love, you know, 23rd Psalm, I'll prepare yes. a feast. Yeah. And not only God will give you a feast, I'm going to do it in front of your enemies. And, and it they goes back watch, to God doesn't right? change. Right. If, he, going, if he's abundant, he's always abundant. feast. Yes. Yep. Yeah, okay, so the word sign, it literally means... Um, an indication, especially ceremonial or supernatural, a miracle. Mm, there you go. There you go. There you go. Boom. <laughs> I told you I'd know as soon as I got Now, I remember that when we come back around to it. I love that truth because, yeah, God God isn't in the meagers. Yeah. God's in the majesty and the greatness of it. But so often we're just, we act we like he hasn't proven it. it time and time again. I mean, yeah. All right. I'm going to say something I've never really said spoken out loud in, in a lot of ways. Because I have a lot of guys that come to me and they and they all want to know the miracle of Mary and, and all that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there, There is no miracle of Mary. It, and by the way, it's not me. Mm-hmm. It, it's not me. Don't, don't come looking at, well, Hank built this church. Hank. Hank can't build nothing, right? Okay, but what Hank does do is expected. Yes, yes. 
Now, I know some pastors, if you're listening, you're probably going to take umbrage with this big word there. It's a big wow. word. Did you come across that when you were looking at the yeah. Well, I wrote it. I had it written in the yeah. margins. And I don't think, and I, I get this from Dr. Roy Fish, who are giving a good invitation, and this, there's not a sermon that I preach that I don't expect God to move yeah. and for somebody to come forward. Yeah. I'm not, I'm going to be, I'm gonna, you, now we're a week out, but you weren't here to say, I'm telling you, man, I thought, buddy, we're going to win them by the dozens yeah. yesterday. Yeah. yeah. Okay, well, there's about a dozen at the altar praying, hey. but anybody can. I am always literally amazed when somebody doesn't come and get saved. Yeah. And I think that's part of it. I think, just being blunt, I think there are some churches that are just yeah. fine with right. us four, mm-hmm. no more. Right. We're going we're gonna to just be us. Mm-hmm. We don't, I, I'm not expecting nobody to right. come, so therefore, whatever. I'm telling you what, man. And, and by the way, before you know it there, I'm not, I don't have any church in mind. I don't have any pastor in mind, so right. don't, don't. Don't come at me. Right. But I do think that's the mentality of some dudes that I've personally talked mm-hmm. to. I expect it, man. Mm-hmm. I see I, I expect every Sunday for that joint it's to our left to be packed. Mm-hmm. Yep. Every Sunday. Yeah. You're you're right, my <laughs> left. And I do think there's something that you, you expect the the most and the best. I won't I mean, I'm just like, God, man, send them my way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm going I'm to feed them the best I can from what yeah. manner you give yeah. me to give them. Right. And, be, and because, and so why would God send them somewhere else where they don't care? And we're not taking pot shots no, no, at churches. At we're not. Not at all. But when, when a pastor stands and spends time seeking God as he prepares to be in the pulpit and, and legit seriously says, I want to bring you to in front of other people, bring them to me. But the other pastor doesn't have any desire for that whatsoever. Of course, God is going to bring them to the one who's going to. Int- That's why so many them. came to yeah. Andrew, right? Because he knew he was going to bring them to Jesus, right? Right. Well, and the only going back to what we we hit on earlier, the only reason you can expect it isn't because, and and we hear this language all the time, I'm going to declare it and it's going to happen. No, the reason you can expect it is because you've aligned your expectations with what God has already said he's going to provide. He said he desires all men to come to a saving knowledge. I'm just resting on that truth. Right. Right. So so you can't just, you know, yeah, well, I expect a, a new limousine for the church, right? I, expect, you I know. declare this yeah. in the name of Jesus. Yeah. Well, brother, if Jesus ain't gave you that declaration, Absolutely. you better be, keep your mouth quiet. Absolutely. Right. right. I, do, I hear people say that, and I'm going. It's a thing lately. It's, you yeah. better make sure you got that from Jesus, yeah. Hulse. Yep. Yeah. But absolutely, if if yep. God tells you that God He's going to provide, then hold. That. Yeah. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. And I think there are guys that try to speak for Jesus that that wouldn't know Jesus if they, mm. if they met him in a forty acre field. Right. This kid went to the right dude to get him to the right place. Mm-hmm. Now, see, to me, outside of Jesus, Andrew ultimately is a central figure, not Philip of this story. Right. Andrew, we're out of time. Andrew, because. All it, all it takes is for someone to have the heart to bring somebody mm. to the presence of Jesus. Right. Right. And that's my heart. Mm-hmm. I am always shocked when somebody doesn't say yes when I share the gospel. Preacher, have people said no? <laughs> Way many more times <laughs> than I like. I just, but all I'm, all I'm called to do, mm-hmm. and you guys are called to do, is say, 
Here's Jesus. Yep. Let him deal with you. Yep. See, the victory is not in me, me quote unquote, mm-hmm. winning them to him. Right. The victory is just in me being obedient. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, that's the key word mm-hmm. to the Christian life is obedience. Yeah. I'm called to go and make disciples. Right. Not believers. Right. Disciples. Yeah. Yep. We've made a whole lot of believers mm-hmm. in churches, but we haven't made many disciples. Mm-hmm. Right. All right, closing thoughts, because, you know, Mr. Time Teller over there, you've got something. I know. Well, I keep... She's reading my notes, man. No, I don't. I can't read your notes. (laughs) (laughs) Shots fired. Shots fired. (laughs) But every time we we cover one of these miracles, um, and we've never quite gotten to this point, but um, of who believes, because the... We're going to see as we go through that mm. John is telling of these miracles to show that he, Jesus is the Messiah. Mm. So at the wedding at Cana, it wasn't the people who got that wonderful wine that believed. They didn't know it was Jesus that did it, but the disciples did. So mm. they were the ones who believed. And and then with the um, the healing of the official sons who believed it was himself and his household because he went back to his household and told them. And in the um, when the man that was healed at the pool, um, it doesn't specifically say who believed, but he went and told the Jews that it was Jesus that healed him, and so um, it indicates that he believed. And so then here, um, the people that saw the sign that he had done said, "This is indeed the prophet who is to come into the world." So now. It's like it's growing who is believing and who is coming to see who Jesus is. Now these people well, who are here. We're going to see at some point, you're going to find out who the real ones who believe. Exactly. Because it is growing. growing. Yes. And, and listen, just because you got numerical growth, that doesn't mean that's, it's exactly. real growth. Yes. Right. Yes. And, right. and yeah, you're right. It, it is It is signs to show who he was and to prove who he was. Yeah. Right. So people would believe. And um, so any big thought, man, that we could go on again. We're, we're not. We're going on to another miracle <laughs> next week. But what you got? Oh, me. Okay. I was yeah, like, man. yeah, that was good. Let's go ahead and close <laughs> up. No, it, it, it's kind of a, the, the flip side of, of what we were just talking about. You know, no, that boy wasn't the only one fed. No. Right? So when when you lead someone to Jesus, don't be surprised, regardless of that person's reaction, you don't know who else is going to be fed by the word of God. That's right. And so by impact that you may say, well, it's just one person that per- you don't know the impact they're going to have. We talked about this. You you don't know who the next Billy Graham That's is, who could impact a generation. Yeah. yeah. So, so never look, even if it's just that one person, you've impacted their eternity by, by sharing the gospel with them. So don't, you have made a difference when you think about, People you lead to the Lord, they go. You had a part in mm-hmm. that, un, in three or four, I'm gonna call it generations right. down the, yep. of people being led to the Lord, yep. all because you were faithful. You can affect mm-hmm. the world. Yeah. Yep. And not not j- just on this side of eternity. And that's the thing is is you're impacting their eternity. That's okay. not a and small. I know deal. we got to close. I yeah. want to go yeah. back <laughs> to James mm-hmm. in Haiti. Mm-hmm. He was annoying. <laughs> And I finally just talked to him about, I, he wanted to share, and I said, you came until you know what to share yeah. about. Mm-hmm. And so he accepts Jesus, and now that dude's a pastor, right. affecting a whole neighborhood and a whole town. Right. Just because, in frustration, I did. 
See, God can take a crooked stick and draw a straight line. Mm-hmm. Yep. Just be obedient. Yes. Yep. And so I'm like, I was a part of that. Mm. It's not, it's humbling. Some of right. you go, oh, right. you're big headed about you. No, no, no. Yeah. I go back to, this is why I say it's it all the time. Privilege. I'm just some dumb redneck from Chatham. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I know we laugh, but I, I'd say that just truthfully. I'm just some dumb redneck from Chatham. That's a nobody from nowhere mm-hmm. that God decided to use. But what? Yeah. And he'll use you. Be- and Right. Because you're a willing vessel. And, mm. okay, so I've cried twice today, and that's wrong. <laughs> anyway, let's pray. Father, we love you. God, give us all hearts that want to bring people in front of you. And, um, Lord, we just look to you to do mighty and great things even today. Uh, Lord, help us be a bunch of Andrews that are bringing people, no matter their age, their race, their gender, their nationality, or who. Just bring them to Jesus. And, Lord, let him deal with them. God, we love you today in the name of Jesus. Amen. Hey, I am that redneck preacher from Chatham, Virginia, <laughs> Hank Meadows, and I'm Pastor of Mary Baptist Church. I got my home slice, Miss Mona. Hey, hey. And I got my man over there, Corn Dog. Yep, yep. All right. Bye, y'all. Bye, y'all.